let us pray loving father in heaven thank you for giving us the opportunity and the grace to be among those who are alive today thank you for giving us this opportunity to glorify your name because it is only the living who can do that we are really grateful lord thank you for also giving us good health and providing the necessities of life for us for giving us water to drink air to breathe food to eat thank you for the protection and guidance and security that you give to us and the tireless work of your holy angels the transforming grace of the holy spirit and the intercession of jesus we thank you lord for these things glory be unto your name O lord we are grateful now lord speak to us with your word grant to us the gift of your spirit even as we listen Put your words in our mouth that we may speak words of life to all who would listen, that we all will be blessed. Lift us to heavenly places. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Our high calling, January 9. Mine to choose. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. In our world, there are two classes. One is made up of those who behold a crucified and risen Savior. The other includes all who have chosen to look away from the cross and to follow the leadings of satanic influences. The latter class are busily engaged in putting stumbling blocks before God's people to cause them to fall and turn from the path of obedience into the broad way of disobedience and death. Many choose unrighteousness because Satan presents it in such a way that it seems attractive to those who are not on guard against his wiles, and he works in a special manner through unsanctified men and women who profess to be children of God. In some way, or other, the enemy will seek to deceive all, even the very elect. Only as we are partakers of the divine nature can we escape the corrupting influences that are brought to bear upon us by the enemy of our souls. As Satan seeks to break down the barriers of the soul, by tempting us to indulge in sin, we must by living faith retain our connection with God and have confidence in His strength to enable us to overcome every besetment. We are to flee from evil and seek righteousness, meekness and holiness. It is time for every one of us to decide whose side we are on. The agencies of Satan will walk with every mind that will allow itself 
to be worked by him. But there are also heavenly agencies waiting to communicate the bright rays of the glory of God to all who are willing to receive him. It is ours to choose whether we will be numbered with the servants of Christ or the servants of Satan. Every day we show by our conduct whose service we have chosen. Dear young reader, what choice have you made? What is the record of your daily life? Amen. The title of our devotion is Mine to Choose. This devotion is very similar to uh, the devotion of January 2, which was titled Which Way? In that devotion, we were to choose between the broad way and the narrow way. And in today's devotion, we are to choose whom we will serve. That's why our key text is taken from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, which says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, it is ours to choose who we will serve. We can serve only two people, two beings. Either we are serving the Lord or we are serving the devil and our attitude our character the choices we make every day show who we have chosen in the second to the last paragraph of this devotion we read it is ours to choose whether we will be numbered with the servants of christ or the servants of satan you cannot say you are not among any of these two categories every choice we make supports any of these two people either christ or satan and by our consistent choice we show where we belong every day we show by our conduct whose service we have chosen so the question now is what is your conduct because it is your conduct that shows whose service you are under whose agent you are if you are an agent of the devil it says here that you will be busily engaged in putting stumbling blocks before God's people to cause them to fall and turn from the path of obedience into the broad way of disobedience and death. Okay, so once more we look at the same concept of the broad way and the narrow way here. When one chooses to go to the broad way and evangelizes for others to come to that broad way, he makes himself a servant and an agent of Satan. And the other class which have chosen Christ are the ones who choose to serve him and keep his commandments because that is what it means to serve God and that's why the question is asked if it seems evil that God is telling you not to kill if it seems evil that he tells you not to steal not to bear false witness not to covet that you should honor your father and your mother and that you should not commit adultery if all these things seem evil to you then you have the choice choose you who then who you would serve if it seems wrong to you that God says you should keep the Sabbath or that you should have no other God except himself or that you should not make for yourself idols or you should reverence him, 
If all these things sound evil to you, you are told, Joshua 24 verse 15, you are left, you are free to choose who you will serve. In the service of Satan, the reason why many people are there is like we read here, Satan presents his own service in an attractive light, but what I would like to do is try to ensure debunk that. You see, the service of Satan is always bad for us, but he presents it as if it is good. He presents it as if it is pleasurable, but it is not. Take for instance the choice to make on whether to steal or to bear false witness. Or let me use one that is very familiar when it comes to the media. He presents the lifestyle of the celebrities as though it is the best thing that can happen to anybody. But if you will only take note of the end of all these people and see how depressed they are, you will understand that Satan is lying to you. There is nothing pleasant about what they do. Every harmful indulgence reacts on ourself. He presents the life of drinking and partying as the life that every young person wants to get. But if you would only sit down to just reason, you will find out that that life is not productive, that there is no enjoyment in it. The service of Satan is filled with a lot of sorrow, sickness, lots of heart and mental anguish because the heart is not in harmony with God. The conscience keeps on troubling the mind because of the things that they do that is not in harmony with the law of God. We do have a conscience that we can't run away from. And you, you are filled with trouble all the time. I used to have a friend who was involved in a lot of evil, just as cultists would be in. He had also known about plans to kill people and involved in all kinds of practices that are gruesome. Just to cross the road, this young man was always afraid just to cross the road. His conscience troubles him a lot. In his home where he lives, he's always afraid. He may look fine and is always trying to benumb his senses by taking alcohol and drinking, making it look as if that's the life. But every time he gets himself back, he's sober again and afraid all the time. Afraid of living, afraid of dying also. You see, such is the condition of many who choose the service of Satan. But the other part is that they are engaged in placing stumbling blocks on the path of the righteous. Are you among those people who lead others away from the path of righteousness, introducing them to things and practices that are ungodly, leading people down the road, the broad way to death? God is speaking to us today and telling us we need to quit this and choose life because it is only in serving Christ that we find life. That's the only way we find life. And for us who are, let me say, recipients of the works of those who serve Satan, that's those who stumbling blocks are placed on our pathway, or who the devil is trying to deceive because it says here that he walks in a special manner through unsanctified men and women who profess to be children of God in some way or other, the enemy will seek to deceive all, even the very elect. That's a very fearful statement if you understand who this enemy is. If you understand who we are talking about, it's not something that you should read and 
feel comfortable the only way we should feel comfortable is when we get the solution from god and the solution is in second peter chapter one reading down from verse two three there it says his divine power has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that we might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust and that's why we are told here only as we are partakers of the divine nature can we escape the corrupting influences that are brought to bear upon us by the enemy of souls what does it mean to be a partaker of the divine nature the divine nature we're talking about is that of god jesus was a partaker of the divine nature and it means that he was filled with the spirit of god that is the way to be part, a particular of the divine nature, to be filled with the Spirit, with the fullness of God. That's what we are told, that Christ was filled with the fullness of God. In Him was contained the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and that's how He was able to overcome the corrupting influences. And we too, if we must overcome the agents of Satan and all the stumbling blocks they place on our pathway, and all the evangelism they do to cause us to walk away from the right way, in ridiculing us and putting scorn on us and saying things to make us feel uncomfortable in the things we do if we must remain in the narrow way then we must have the fullness of god and be filled with the spirit and of course that means to be filled with the word of god we must by living faith retain our connection with god and have confidence in his strength to enable us to overcome every besetment and then we are told we are to flee from evil and seek righteousness meekness and holiness so if we are encountering these agents of Satan who mock or do anything at all to cause us to go away from the narrow way, the solution is faith in God, be a partaker of the divine nature, flee from temptation, flee from evil, from those who you know are stumbling blocks to you. Jesus said, if you know your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. These are some steps so that you do not fall because there are many who want to walk in the right way but... They hear the mockery, they hear the ridicule of others, which places a stumbling block before them. Not just mockery and ridicule, some are invited into some practice that will take them away from the right path. And because they do not want to seem out of place or odd, they join in these practices out of so-called courtesy. They go to places they are not supposed to go, say things they are not supposed to say, engage in practices or discussions that they should you shouldn't engage in even if it's with family members because in some families the stumbling blocks are right there they are the parents they are the brothers they are the sisters they are the agents of satan in some families in other places it's your friends in other places it's your employer or your colleague in various ways satan will use anyone who makes himself available to cause anyone to go away from the narrow way and we are not to make emotional decisions always work by principle regardless of who it is whether father or mother the principle is i don't do this so if it is father or mother that's inviting you to do that you cannot say out of emotion or out of courtesy oh because it's my daddy i will do it because it's my boss i will do it because it's my colleague for example you are walking in a place they invite you to a party you know that naturally you will not go to listen to ungodly music you shouldn't say because it's my job i will go or because my boss invited me function by principle and not by emotions or by policy because if you function by policy you allow the devil to get you to do what you are not supposed to do so to summarize that again solution cut off every evil company or evil 
expect anything at all that's taking you the wrong direction have faith in god living faith and also be a partaker of the divine nature have the spirit of god in you which is the word of god thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against thee it's our choice to make and for anyone who is still wondering what choice they should make reason just reason it out what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul if you choose not to serve God, which is to keep his commandments, what benefit is, going, is it going to be for you? Think about it. People die. What are you going to do about that? What solution do you have to death? You don't have any solution. The only solution we have is to walk that narrow way. And that's what Jesus said. If you would enter into life, keep the commandments. That's what he told the rich young ruler. If you would enter into life, keep the commandments. Of course, assuming that you also know that you believe in Christ, you must believe in him to forgive you for sins that are past and give you power to live the righteous life now. There's no profit in walking the broad way. It doesn't benefit anyone to do that. We've talked about it in previous devotions. Death is what it leads to. So many troubles, so many sorrows along that way. Whereas those in the narrow way have it, I would say, easier Although Jesus said it is difficult to walk the narrow way, that is because of our sinful nature. But the truth is that the experience, if you talk about the experience you get, the experience in the narrow way is actually more pleasant than the experience in the broad way. It's just that it is more difficult to walk. But as for experience, it is far, far better. You have the hope of eternal life, the hope of heaven. You have comfort in your sorrows, comfort in your afflictions, comfort in your sickness, a clear conscience, a pure heart. A good experience, all true. The only thing is that it is more difficult because we are not inclined to go in that way. But there's a solution to that, which is the power we can draw from Christ. He can make it easier for us, though it is difficult in the flesh, but through the Spirit it can become easy. I pray that God will give us the grace to choose to be servants of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to emphasize the point that we cannot escape the devil's devices. Everybody who is on this earth will fall one way or the other because the devil is stronger and the devil knows how to break down our defenses because he knows us even he knows our weaknesses but the reading gives us a way out which has been mentioned before but I want to emphasize it only no other way only as we are partakers of the divine nature can we escape the corrupting influences that are brought to bear upon us by the enemy of our souls only that the very paragraph I'm reading now paragraph 3 the beginning of it says many choose unrighteousness because satan presents it in such a way that it seems attractive to those who are not on guard against his wires you see i understand this in my own experience and i know it is the same for everybody the reason why the temptation looks attractive is because it is attractive to the human nature it is what it is but the only way to escape it is to be partaker of the divine nature which has been described. Why is it that we are to only escape through this method? If we are not partakers of the divine nature, we cannot even understand that it is a temptation in the first place. We can't even see it is sin to indulge in it. 
that is why it is attractive to us and someone will tell me what i see i like i take that's what someone will tell me and we are created to appreciate what is nice to us and and when the devil paints some things in glowing colors it looks nice and then we want to take it not forgetting not knowing that there is a trap beneath it but when we are partakers of the divine nature when we follow the plans that the the cancer that has been given before now about how to be partakers of the divine nature we are going to fulfill that word which is written in proverbs chapter one that in vain is the snare laid in the sight of the bird we are going to understand what the devil's plan is understand the devil's um, methods and then we can escape it when we understand them you see another thing again is how to another way again is um in the next paragraph we we, we see here where it is said that we are to flee from evil and seek righteousness meekness and holiness when you are trying to partake of the divine nature you don't sit one place you don't sit on the fence there are there is an action that is given here in fact two we are to flee from evil and seek righteousness when you see evil when the lord when the lord shows you what sin is flee from it that's your duty then when the lord shows you what righteousness is do it as you are doing it and as you are fleeing from evil your senses will become sharpened your your mind will become elevated to understand the things of heaven and you become strong that's how to continue because naturally you cannot do righteousness on your own you can't even understand what it is so i remember that scripture now that says it is god that walketh in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure do you feel that do you feel that you, you, you there is something that ought to be done that you're not doing with respect to doing what is right do you feel that the way you are going is not right that it is wrong then just recognize that that is the voice of god speaking to your soul you are now to choose am i going to yield to that desire to do what is right or not that's why the, the title will be mine to choose the devil no matter how strong he is cannot force you to sin he can compel through the advertisements, through the impulses, but he cannot really, really, really make you choose it. You are still the one to choose. And the Lord also, no matter how strong he is, he still wants you to choose. And that is why he makes, he gives you the desire to follow the right. Now yours is to choose. Shall I yield to the allurements of the devil or shall I yield to, the, to righteousness? What our advice is what we have seen in the reading. Flee from evil. That is, choose to flee from the evil and choose to seek after that which uh, the Bible has described as righteousness in whatever sphere that you may be. And when you do this, you have yielded to that good pleasure of God that has, born, that has been born in you, that desire. And the Lord will supply the power for you to do it. I know that this is how the victory comes. I know this is how we retain the victory. It is always yours to choose. Never forget. It is always in your power to choose which side you will be on at any point in time. But one thing I'm emphasizing which I mentioned before is ensure that you are always connected to God or else you will never see the devil coming. 
and you will also never understand when God is helping you to desire the right. Amen. Okay. Um, the 15.5 it says it is time for every one of us to decide whose side we are on. The agencies of Satan will work with every mind that will allow itself to be worked by him. But there are also heavenly agencies waiting to communicate the bright rays of the glory of God to all who will receive him. So, I really thank God that as the world we are living in seems that evil is prevailing and all the rest, we have the promise of God's word that evil um, the angels of God are also there. Even two angels in place of every one evil angel we have on our side to help us to communicate the bright rays of uh, light. The point here also is that part of we allowing. So thank God that the Lord did not make us to be robot where we cannot choose. We have that ability to choose and that is the emphasis on the lesson that whatever situation we are in we have that ability to choose not to do evil if we can only hold on to God as far as the Lord makes it plain in his word to our mind thank God that when evil seems overwhelming that God is always on our side also to um, shine light on our path as long as we hold on to him and refuse the evil we're told in the fourth paragraph that satan seeks to break down the barriers of the soul by tempting us to indulge in sin and the solution we are told we must by living faith retain our connection with God. The first phrase, breaking down the barriers of the soul. Yesterday we are told that he seeks to assail us at our weak points. So this reading today, we may have to know that time and time again, Satan will be knocking on that point where you may have overcome before. He wants to sell his package to you to me i want to speak in one respect the bible says in colossians 3 verse 13 forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as christ forgave you so so do ye. now for some of us who may have experienced this or had this entanglement where you have a quarrel against one another you find that Satan will keep bringing back that point where you may have overcome before or you may have been assailed before an issue of quarrels when we are told to be a partaker of the divine nature we are told here exactly what the, the divine nature would do Christ forgave you so when the enemy brings all the walls of arguments, all the walls or things that will be used to maintain the quarrel. 
whatever, no matter how high and justifiable his points are, God wants us to forgive as Christ forgave us. The Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. In which case, we did not merit the forgiveness or the sacrifice which he made. To be a partaker of the divine nature would be that we have to submit to God's principle. Throw away every... Understand that Satan is the one who's giving you all the reasons not to forgive. He's the one who's building the mountain in your mind. But he said this. But he did that. He didn't do that. If he had done this, this would have happened. He should have known better. I thought he was old enough. He is not a pastor. He's not a, a church girl. I thought he knew this. All those things are, would not help to be able to flee from Satan's devices. What will help is to follow the Bible counsel. What the divine prescription is, as Christ forgave, forgive. The same way we have received in our own hearts unmerited favor, we should forbear one another, as the Bible says, so that we will not be taken into the side of the enemy and then he sells every other package that comes with an unforgiving heart, either bitterness, uh, hatred, anger, evil surmising and other things. At the point of the temptation, God wants you and myself at this moment to accept the counsel, forgive as Christ forgave. Now, of course, we have to pray for this to be in our heart, but we need to accept it first. That's okay. This is the truth, Lord. I don't know how to go about it, but this is what you want me to do. Humble ourselves. The previous text, uh, verse in this says that, Put on therefore as elect of God, holy and beloved, boils of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. This is what God wants us to have in our minds as we go through our daily duties our interactions with people satan would want to use this point of weakness for some of us who are tilted towards this area he may want to use it so we need to pray and take hold of god's strength don't own any of his device don't own it it's not your own don't own it it is his own package it is part of his character which he wants to sell to you and having given our lives to christ having been crucified with christ having been bought at calvary we have to reject all these things in our mind as it comes with it time to take it and go that is not part of what you were told to do just reject it and i pray that as we do these things moment by moment watchful watching ourselves and praying every time that christ through his spirit will give us victory over these things in christ's name amen okay the title of the devotion like we've said earlier is mine to choose and we are choosing between serving god and serving Satan. And I really want to talk about that choice we make to serve God or to serve Satan. You know, many times we make choices based on our understanding and that's why Joshua asked the question, if it seem evil to you or if it seem good to you, Satan paints our eyes before our eyes the law of God as something evil. And that's why the more we see it as something evil, we will never choose it. Therefore, it's our duty to take time to study this law and understand what it is requiring of us and ask yourself, this thing that the law is requiring of me, is it evil or is it good? And then, after you understand that, you make your choice. When you tell someone about not stealing, many people will agree that that is evil. Why? Because they see how it affects them. It seems good to them if they are told, thou shalt not steal at least people should not steal their stuff but 
they can steal other people's stuff. Now, the idea is it actually seems good to them. They cannot say it seems evil because you can't say to God, but I didn't understand the law. The very fact that you didn't want somebody to steal your things shows that you saw that law as good. But to then go against the law that you know is good, you're actually deceiving yourself because you cannot give the argument that it seemed evil to me and that's why I defiantly went against it. Because if it is evil to you, you would encourage others to steal your stuff too. You say stealing is good, therefore people can steal, including my own things. And when you steal my stuff, then it is still good for me to kill you. And then it's good for you to kill me too. But you find out that the fact is, we know that the law of God is good. And it cannot seem evil to anybody except someone who is evil himself. And wants to break the barriers to just get his selfish desires. While knowing very well that what he is doing is evil, it's not good. So, I think the trust of this devotion is to make us to see the law as good. Let the serving of Christ not look evil to us. And you know, the serving of Christ is deep. When you want to explain all the laws of God, you start to see many requirements that we need to understand are good. God gives us these requirements for our life, to prolong our life, both in this present one and to give us eternal life, to make our lives beautiful. It shouldn't seem evil to anyone. Many people see it as evil. We've talked about this before. To stand for what is right. They see the law of God as an obstacle to their progress. Therefore, it now looks evil to them. But is it really so? Is the law of God really an obstacle to your progress? Is it what makes you not to prosper? That's not true. Go and check those who have been breaking it and see whether it has been well with them. The consequences of breaking God's law are not things that we want to experience. Many today have attracted to themselves wrong friends by doing the wrong things that they are told the law said they should not do, therefore they attracted to themselves wrong friends. For example, let's say marriage. Who do you expect to marry you when maybe as a lady you dress in a way that is attracting attention to your body? Then who do you think will marry you? You are attracting the wrong person and when you go through that, you are expecting good. You attract evil and expect good. I mean, you, you, you seduce, you go against the laws of social reform, not to do this or that and so many things that the law condemns. I mean, you are attracting the wrong person and when you get the consequences, do you think it's going to be good? When you kill in any way or let me say in the sense of doing things to your body that are not good that is killing you eat the wrong food drink the wrong things live the wrong way generally persistently going against the natural laws and what do you think will be the consequences when god says thou shalt not kill that's don't do anything that would not prolong life both for anyone and for yourself what do you think will be the result will it be evil or good it will be evil that's why we are told, let if it seems evil to you to follow the law of God, because it cannot be evil. And the only way it can seem evil to anybody is if the devil is deceiving you. So we need to understand that the law of God is good and serving Christ is the best thing that can happen to us. The end of it is good. The only thing that is indeed evil is going against that law and serving the devil. Because every time we go against it and place stumbling blocks before others and evangelize them to come out of God's law, 
we are we are serving the devil and the consequences of it will be evil always evil continually so for all who are listening this is a call to us once more to choose today whom we will serve perhaps you have had decisions in the past where you know very well that you are doing the wrong thing and in making those wrong choices you are not serving god now is an opportunity for you to recommit yourself to god and make the right choice to serve god and decide that you will do what his law says i pray god will give us the strength to do that in jesus name amen the title of the devotion is mine to choose it's funny that irrespective of the fact that the title of devotion is mine to choose even though god gives us two options it's funny to or it's amazing to see that after god has given us two options he gives us an expo of the option to choose irrespective of the fact that he gives us these two options life and death the broad way or the narrow way it's amazing that he hints us that the better path to follow is the narrow way is the path of life in the text there joshua 24 verse 15 it was said if it seem evil to you to serve the lord choose you who you will serve but the hint is as for me and my house we will serve the lord it's almost as if he's giving you an expo rather choose to serve the lord in deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 we see moses to speaking he said i've said before you life and good and death and evil and he went on in verse 19 he said i call heaven and earth to record this day against you that i've said before you life and death blessing and cursing but he gives us the hint again therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live so we see god irrespective of the fact that he's giving us two options we see him giving us this amazing opportunity to see that there is a better place to follow and he's always giving us this hint choose this better place for those that think that in the part of the narrow way that there is not much enjoyment in it i think that's how the devil has made it seem he wants to make it look as if there is not enjoyment there is no enjoyment no not much enjoyment in the narrow way but we can learn from what we have learned today from what have been discussed today that there is much enjoyment in the narrow way if there is none that one can think of is a conscience that is not being pricked everybody has been according accorded a measure of it therefore there is already something in you that will prick you when you do evil so we see in psalms 11 it tells us that God will show us the path of life. God will show us the path of life. He says, In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. So there is still fullness of joy and there are still pleasures in this path, which is, sorry, in Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. There is still fullness of joy and there, is, and there are still pleasures forevermore in this path, which seems to be called the narrow way. It is not narrow and people will think there isn't pleasure in it that people think there isn't joy in it there is excess we see paul to encouraging us in philippians chapter 3 for those that have started already in the narrow way and it seems as if the narrow way is they are losing the grip of the joy they are losing the experience of the pleasures they see in the narrow way 
we see Paul inviting us again to not forsake this narrow way that we already know is the path of life. And he tells us in Philippians 3, verse 12 and 13, that he is not counting himself to have, to, have to have apprehended, verse 13 and 14. He said, but this one thing he will do. Forgetting those things which are behind, he will reach forth unto those things which are before. And the essence is that he's pressing forward that he will be able to meet the mark of the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So, let nobody be discouraged because of the fact that it seems as if there isn't pleasure again in the, um, in the narrow way. Don't be discouraged to the point that you leave the narrow way. Rather, come again and recommit yourself to God and tell God that you have understood that the narrow way is still pleasurable and narrow way is still joyful and starts again. There is better things ahead to enjoy in the service. Okay, I just want to read something here to add to all that has been said. You the instructor May 1st, 1854. She said, It is natural for the young to be gay and sprightly and forgetful of God. Therefore, there is need of double watchfulness. Watch every moment, keeping your mind stayed upon God instead of having it upon dress and suffering pride to dwell in your heart. Seek to deny yourself. Be holy. Let your mind dwell upon heaven and let your conversation be there also. There there always should be a plain and decided difference between the followers of the meek and lowly Jesus and those of the world. Those who follow Christ will choose the suffering, self-denying path and will have his approbation here. I will incur the scorn and displeasure of this proud world, but will have glory, immortality, and eternal life hereafter. Those who choose to go with the world follow its fashions and have its approbation here, and will have the displeasure of God, and will lose heaven and immortal glory, and finally die the second death. Young friends, which will you choose? To live a life of self-denial here? Act out the religion of Christ which, which you profess? Be singular in the eyes of the world and reap the everlasting? Or will you put off the preparation? Live half-hearted in the cause of God, merely having the name of Christ, a form of godliness, and thereby dishonoring your profession, and then in the day of God's wrath? that is just before us, be weighed in the balance and found wanting, shut out from heaven and lost forever. There is joy and consolation for the true-hearted faithful Christian that the world knows not of. To them it is a mystery. The Christian's hope is big with immortality and full of glory. It reaches to that within the veil and is an anchor to the soul both sure and steadfast, and when the storm of God's wrath shall come upon the ungodly, this hope will not fail them, but they are hid as in the secret of his pavilion. Amen.
Indeed, there's a reward of following the narrow road. And the truth is, God has made it clear to us. This is what you get at the end of this road. This is what you get at the end of the other road. And it is our choice to make. And as we have all said, He has told us what we have to face in each of the road. Sam said, God did not make us robots. There were times I prayed that I wish God would just make me a robot. But it's not possible. Choice is a gift that God has given to man. A very is a blessing that God has given to man. And so we have to make right choices so that whatever comes our way, we know what we are going to get at the end of the day. And I pray the Lord will help us to really look into this and make right choices. Sit down to count the cost. And sitting down to count the cost doesn't mean it shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't deter you from taking the step, from making right decision. But it should give you the, the confidence that even when you go through that narrow road, that the Lord will go with you. Whatever temptation, whatever comes out of it, that God will give you the grace to go through it faithfully. In Jesus' name. In conclusion, I want to, I want us to hear God speak to us from where we read before, just in more detail now. Deuteronomy 30, reading from verse 15. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit said these words to our hearts clearly. Reading from verse 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good. Or let me read another version. Look, I have set before you today life and prosperity on the one hand and death and disaster on the other. What I am commanding you today is to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to obey his commandments, his statutes and his ordinances. Then you will live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you are to, about to possess. However, if you turn aside and do not obey, but allure the way to worship and serve other gods, I declare to you this very day that you will certainly perish. You will not extend your time in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Today I invoke heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have set life and death, blessing and curse before you. Therefore choose life so that you and your descendants may live. I also call on you to love the Lord your God, to obey him and be loyal to him. For he gives you life and enables you to live continually in the land the Lord promised to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And finally, Deuteronomy 32, verse 45 to 47, it says, When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Keep in mind all the words I am solemnly proclaiming to you today. You must command your children to observe carefully all the words of this law. For this is no idle word for you. It is your life. By this word you will live a long time. In King James it says, It is your life and through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land whither you go over to Jordan to possess it. Amen. 
Our Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to us this moment. Give us listening ears and attentive hearts of God. Give us your strength to follow your word. Give us the zeal to walk in the narrow way. Keep our eyes single to follow you, whithersoever you go it. We believe and know that you will guide and direct our path, O God. Let not our eyes be turned away from you. These are many more of our true Christ and Lord. Amen. Amen.